Hello and welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, naturopathic nutritional therapist and hormone enthusiast. If you want to learn how to rebalance your female hormones, regulate your menstrual cycle and reclaim your vitality, then you are in the right place. Each week I will be delving into different conditions such as PCOS, endometriosis, infertility, hypothyroidism, acne and hair loss. Stay tuned for interviews with expert guests, Q&As and solo episodes that are all intended to help you move from hormonal chaos to hormonal harmony. If you'd like to submit a question for me to answer on the podcast, then you can email them to hormonesinharmony at gmail.com. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today my guest, Jade Mackey, who is a qualified naturopath, we're talking all about detoxification and parasite cleansing because Jade runs the wellness program which takes clients through a three-stage process to detox, cleanse, and heal the gut. So that's what we're going to be talking more about today. Jade has been studying health and wellness for over 10 years now and is passionate about helping others improve and restore their health. So welcome, Jade, to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to I'm be here. I'm excited. It's one of my favourite subjects. I can talk about it all day, every day. So I thought you'd be the perfect person to have on. Yeah, well, we'd love to chat about that. I love it too, so that's great. Great. So what is it that brought you to the health and wellness world in the first place? Was this just something that you've always been interested in or was it due to a personal health struggle? Yeah, it's a bit of both. Um, so my mum has always been into it. Um, my nan that grew her own vegetables, was very into like natural way of living. So I was kind of brought up on it. Um, but as you do, like, when you're a teenager, you sort of you start drinking alcohol going out partying so yeah I was enjoying that lifestyle and my skin just started getting really bad so it started off with just a few spots and I thought oh you know it's just hormones um then it, it basically turned into cystic acne where I just ignored it for so long so it's probably over the course of about two years it had gone from just a few spots and some blemishes to suddenly I've got a, you know, a full-blown problem here um with cysts on my face it just would not go I was putting on, you know, you go to the like, boots and you, you try and get all these topical things that say they get rid of spots um, and nothing, nothing was working. I was going to like beauticians and having these face mask treatments. And so my mum took me to the doctors because normally she'd try natural stuff. Um, but this had got to a point where I needed some intervention. And the doctor said, oh, it's probably hormones, go on the contraceptive pill. So I was desperate. So I went on the pill for a month and nothing happened. And I think part of me didn't want to go on the pill because I thought, you know, this isn't a real fix. This isn't getting to the root cause. This is just going to be masking it for long term. So after a month, I thought, no, do you know what? It's not even helped anyway. I don't really want to go down this route. What else can we do? So then he said, try some antibiotics. Um, and hopefully that'll wipe out anything in the gut that's, that's contributing towards it. I ended up doing two rounds of antibiotics and nothing helped. So then he said, I'll refer you to a dermatologist. I'm thinking, right, he's a skin specialist, so he's going to have the answers. Um, and I remember my mum saying to him, so what's caused this acne? And he said, some people get it and some people don't. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was just, I couldn't believe it. I thought this is someone who is a trained specialist in the area and they can't give me the answers. 
So if he can't give me the answers, how can he give me the right treatment? Things just wasn't add, like, weren't adding up in my head. Um, and he wanted to put me on Rakitane. And my mum said, you're not going on that. Um, just because it's so devastating to the body. And again, it wasn't going to be getting to the actual cause, like what's happened, what's gone wrong, and no one could give us that answer. So we sort of walked away from that and realised really that it was going to be on us to find the answers ourselves. So someone that I was working with at the time, they had um, skin issues and they'd gone to a dermatologist that was more um, in the topical treatments. So we did lasers, uh, microdermabrasion, all this sort of thing. So I went to him and he basically said, we're going to have to cut open these cysts. Yeah. What? Yeah, to cut them open. Because <laughs> they've been there for months and they weren't going. And he said, just, it should become chronic. They're just not going to go. And the longer they're there, the deeper the scar's going to be. He said, so it's, it's my advice just to cut them open, get it out, and then deal with the scars after. So at that point, I was like, okay, that's what we've got to do. So yeah, I had all these cysts cut and removed. Um, and then basically, I think it was about three years of every other month going for laser treatments, um, microabrasion, chemical peels, um, and then had to work on the, the scar treatment after that, which was with a derma roller with needles. And while that was happening, I was also doing a lot of research myself, trying to think well, what actually had happened and what had gone wrong. And I think I was researching um, and just trying various things for about five or six years. And I also hired various people in the natural world and was introduced to parasites. Um, and they said it was a fungal and parasitic overgrowth. I'm thinking, I haven't been to any fungal <laughs> parasites. What are you talking about? Um, but yeah, fast forward. And it was absolutely spot on because all the things that I did and all the things that I learned through him, through various other practitioners, all my own research, doing my naturopathic qualification, that was, that was the answer. And then I realised the importance of the gut, the importance of detox, the parrot that we all have pretty much parasites. And now I just want to help everyone else learn that because if they can avoid a situation that I got into just because it's not mainstream information, then that's obviously what I want to now do. So that's kind of, yeah, how I got wow. to Wow. Yeah, our stories are very similar. My, the reason that I got into nutrition was my skin as well. And I think when you're that oh. age, like, eight, I think it was like 17, 18, I'd gone through puberty, like zero spots. My skin was the clearest of all of my friends. And then it hit me, like, I think I was catching up on all of the, the breakouts that I'd not had for all of those years. But yeah, nothing motivates you more than having acne. You want to do something about it. I went for the Wasn't pill, made it worse. Yeah. So it is, you get very desperate. And I'm interested, where did you end up studying nutrition? The School of Modern Naturopathy. Okay. I've not heard of that. Is that a UK, like in person or an online? No, it's online and it's international. So right. it's run by Linda Lazarides and okay. she was like a nutritionist for the stars. Okay, so she's quite perfect. well known. Yeah. She's come up with um, a diet called the Waterfall Diet. So she's got her own diet out there in a book, which is about um, for people that have got like edema and... Mm water retention and problems like this that that's what her diet's about so yeah it's quite well known so um, yeah we'll have to look into that i love when people give me new <laughs> recommendations yeah. to look into um and when you first heard about parasites until your skin was clear like how long are we talking months weeks years yeah it was a long time um 
Initially, I worked with that practitioner for about three months and I was seeing improvements, but not loads. And I just think generally skin does take longer than some other issues, unfortunately. Um, when I get clients come to me with skin issues, I do try and say to them, you're probably going to have everything else clear up before the skin. It's just the way it goes. It just takes longer. So I think it was probably all in all until now where I don't really get anything at all. It's about two years. Okay. Year That's not too long in like the grand scheme of things. Yeah, it's very intense though of you know, trying not to slip up at yeah. all. Um, and it can be quite a restrictive diet initially, you know, and all the protocols that you have to put in. So two years can feel like a while, but in the grand scheme of life, you know, when you're suffering and it is on your face, you know, there's a lot of invisible illnesses, but with acne, everyone can see how you look and it really, you know, affects your confidence. It affects everything that you do in your life. Mm-hmm. I did date for three years because I was thinking, I look horrible, so I'm not going to go out on dates. Um, I didn't like my job. I didn't want to leave my job and have to go and have interviews because I didn't have the confidence. So it just affects your whole life and your acne. So yeah, like you say, it's quite you get quite desperate. And you're, what you're career were you in previously? Insurance. Okay. Very different. <laughs> I know. I don't think I was ever really probably meant to do that. You just you fall into it. Whereas this is more you've, of like you've been put yeah, on your path now. Yeah. Like the struggles that you went with, it's all for a reason. It's hard to know that in the moment, isn't it? But when you look back, you're like, oh, it makes total sense, like where I am today. Absolutely, yeah. I don't regret anything because I, I don't think I would have yeah, been doing this job if it wasn't for that. So it happened for a reason. I 100% believe that. Did you have any other symptoms? So you said that you were drinking and partying and not taking care of yourself. Was it just the acne that you were aware of or were there other imbalances going on? At the time, it just seemed more like the acne because that was in front of my face and what I was so worried about. But then when I look back, I used to get UTIs nearly every month. Um, I didn't really think that was a problem. I just thought, you know, everyone gets UTIs. Um, when I was younger, I used to have ear infections all the time. Every time I went on holiday and would go in a swimming pool, 100% would get an ear infection. Um, I just had a really, like, I look back in photos and I was really puffy. You know, there's that like toxic, puffy, yeah look it's not I, I was a bit overweight but not massively but it was just this puffiness um i remember my granddad saying to me oh my god what's happened to your ankles they're all swollen but it's just where i was holding water i had loads of water retention as well in my in my feet and that, was but that made you feel great <laughs> and I, I hadn't even i hadn't realized i was just completely oblivious to what was going on in my body um and that's why to me it was such a shock i'm thinking where's these spots come from and only now I look back and know why I know that all the pieces were there, all the warnings were there, and I was just completely ignoring them and not and not realising their warnings at all. Mm-hmm. So with your first protocol and as soon as parasites were mentioned and you were given this plan, um, how did that kind of look how, like with diet and supplements? And is, is that the same as what you do now with clients? Did that really help you and therefore you use the same thing or have you adapted and changed that? Yeah, so the actual um, basis of what we're trying to achieve is similar because of how much it helped me. But then what I've learned outside of that and the course that I've done, I've then also incorporated more things because that was very specific to the parasites. Um, whereas what I do, I'm, I'm trying to change people's whole lifestyle because, you know, obviously you, you can follow these dietary protocols, but as soon as you go back to normal living, you're going to slowly back on a path to illness again so it's trying to you know having the education piece I didn't really have the education it was follow this plan 
I try and do the education at the same time. Like, this is why we're doing this. This is why it's important. You may not have to be strict, but do it like this, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and incorporating the entire lifestyle side. So it's one thing to get the toxins out, but we also want to make sure we're not keep bringing the toxins in. So yeah, then we're looking at ways how they can clean up their external environments. So yeah, basically it's similar premise as such, what we're trying to achieve, but I've just tried to make it a complete holistic approach so that it's all areas of life. And I, I try to say this is going to change your entire lifestyle. It's not, it's not about just following this diet because yeah. there isn't really a magic pill I can give you as such. I don't believe in just giving this and that's going to be it. You need to understand why this has happened to you. This is not by chance. It's because of the way we've been living and our environments. You know, some things are out of our control, but once we bring them to the forefront and, and understand, then we can just make little changes in our life to, to protect ourselves, basically. So why is it if these things are so prevalent, these parasites, these infections, these toxins, why is it that one person is seemingly fine, like they don't have skin issues, blood work looks good versus someone else like you and me who gets a face full of acne? So I think there's a few reasons. Um, one can be your health bank. So, for example, your, like, what your ancestors, like say our nan and granddad, if they lived a really good life, they're going to have a really, really gut health, really good microbiome, and that's what's passed on then to my mum. And then that's going to be passed on to me. Depending on how my mum has lived, that will be, you know, she'll be working on the microbiome or she'll be reducing it further. So by the time it gets to me, I could be quite depleted. I have quite a low immune system, quite poor gut health. So then I could be getting ill at age eight and someone else could be getting ill at age 50 because we've started out with different health banks. So that's one thing. The other thing is genetics. So we are going to have genetic predispositions. So in my family, there has been acne. So if I then become unwell because I'm toxic, because I've got the parasites, etc., I am more genetically likely then to have them genes turned on that will give me acne, whereas someone else may have a genetic predisposition to Crohn's disease, for example. So, you know, when people, I always think this myself, my friend will be eating pizza, absolutely fine. But was she fine? You know, she's seemingly fine. Exactly. Um, and if I had that pizza, my whole face would be covered in spots. And I would think, this is so unfair. I am healthier, or I think I'm healthier. And that person's fine and I'm not. It would I give you like, a pizza face of acne. <laughs> it would like a pizza face. Exactly. Yeah. So I just didn't realise that, obviously, yeah, there are these different things. And then the other one, it can depend on what sort of pathogen you end up taking in. Um, because, you know, like bacteria is on every surface, there are pathogens everywhere. And you may end up getting a pathogen that has links to certain symptoms and someone else picks up the parasite that gives them another set of symptoms. So, I mean, I'm sure there are more causes than that, but these are just the main ones that I try to give examples of because I think that's really, yeah, that's just really key because you do always feel like, why me? Why has this happened to me? Mm -hmm. And not someone else when you think you've had the same lifestyle and diet, you, you party together, you eat the same yeah. stuff and you're suffering and they're not. But yeah, I mean, there's lots to it. Yeah, and some people are just so disconnected from the body that they actually don't know that they're symptomatic mm. until they get like a real illness um, diagnosis because they think, oh, my mum had IBS and period pain, so that's just normal, that's just how it is. They don't actually know what real health looks and feels that's like. 
So true. Yeah, and no one really talks about it, do they? Nope. You only talk about it when you're within this like holistic health um, like bubble on on Instagram. I, you know, I follow loads of accounts that talk about similar things to me. So I'm surrounded by it now, and I'm thinking that you know, for me, this is my normal life, and I forget almost like my past life. That I wouldn't have had access to any of this information. I wouldn't have known where to find it. You look on Google, you're not really going to get anything in terms of natural healing and holistic health. Especially for the past couple of years when they've blocked everything, they've filtered all the natural health websites. And when you search holistic remedies for migraines now, it's like WebMD and these yeah. um, doctors' websites, drug recommendations. So that is not a great thing. Um, no, and it's exactly. good to see like UK, that's why I reach out to you as well, like UK practitioners who are into some of this thing because it's really big. Well, from the people that I follow, like a lot of people in America and these naturopathic yeah. doctors. So when I found you, I was like, oh, this is cool. I want to reach yeah. out to Jade. <laughs> yeah, no, to be honest, I don't think I've yeah, really come across yeah, anyone else in the UK either. And I was thinking maybe because in America they pay for their healthcare, they are more yeah, true. open to yeah, paying for natural treatments as well. And maybe they're more proactive in looking after their health because it would be costly. Yeah. The way yeah, we've got the NHS, people just think, oh yeah i'll just head to the doctor if need be exactly like, there's no point paying money if my doctor's advice is free whereas in the us it might cost the same amount to go to a conventional versus naturopathic doctor so you might as exactly. well give that one a try yeah it makes total sense yeah and when you were first given either the diagnosis or um the reasoning behind your acne how was that described to you so how how were these parasites and bacteria affecting your skin because if you weren't dealing with digestive symptoms that's like the usual thing if you were having chronic diarrhea every day then it would probably be easier to kind of yeah. understand that but how did they explain the mechanism between skin and these infections or how do you tell your your clients now yeah so it didn't really explain at the time which is probably why i was a bit confused thinking no the problem's here <laughs> like what you're talking about but unless I think when an infection is acute, it's obviously then a lot easier to realise something's gone wrong. When something becomes chronic and you're so used to living like that, it's then very difficult to identify why something's gone wrong and where it's gone wrong. Um, but from yeah, what I've been learning, so obviously the gut health, gut is massively important. I suspect I had leaky gut syndrome. I had issues where... I had um, gut permeability, you know, things leaking through the bloodstream, had inflammation going on, which then was making it difficult to make any progress and heal because I'm so inflamed and toxic. And ultimately, it came down to my liver. I had to do a lot of liver work. And when the liver is overburdened, because we've got the five eliminatory organs, so the colon, kidneys, liver, skin, and lungs, these are what help us filter out our toxins. And when one of these becomes overburdened, they then use the other eliminatory organs to assist them in detoxing. So when the liver is stressed and crying out, it will then put these out into the blood and this pushes it out through the skin. So toxins in the blood are basically coming out through the skin. Um, and yeah, usually that will then suggest, you know, go one back, liver. Um, and it's just because I was toxic. I have way too many toxins. And looking back now, I did have gut issues. I thought I was going to the toilet enough, but now I, you know, I go back to work today now, I realise I, I wasn't going enough. But again, I thought that was normal. So clearly my colon was toxic. The kidneys probably were as well. And then 
the liver, and then that's gone onto the skin. So it's all a bit of um, a cycle. You know, once one goes, it's like a domino effect, and then the next one, and then, and then suddenly you're just in a, a chronic state of toxicity. And once you're toxic, you've got a high amount of toxins. Once you've got poor gut health, that is the perfect environment for parasites and harmful organisms to thrive. Mm-hmm. It's all about the terrain. Obviously, that has created a terrible terrain. Great for parasites, terrible for you. Um, and that's it then, you're caught. You're caught then because you've got the bad terrain, you've got all three things going on. And that is why in the wellness program, I do address all three of those. Because if you try and do you know, a detox, but you haven't healed your gut and you haven't got rid of parasites, that environment isn't really going to change. And then if you heal your gut, but you've still got parasites in there and you're still toxic, your gut's going to become linking again. So it's, it's all about having to address all three of those to really make that progress. And that's um, yeah, normally a big piece, I think, that's missing in the puzzle. Yeah, and I went, I made the mistake of going like straight into the gut healing. I was reading about gut health and I was like, oh, I just need to take bone broth and L-glutamine and colostrum. And I was just wasting money, basically. And my symptoms were actually getting worse because I didn't know that I was so sensitive. Um, I had histamine and mast cell reactions. All of this bone broth and fermented foods I was doing was just making my skin, my anxiety, my, I had um, a really itchy skin. It was making everything 10 times worse. I didn't know at the time that I had parasites, mold illness, SIBO, bacterial imbalances, like the whole, whole, oh, you had the whole lot. Yeah. Oh, and they are, they're like frenemies, aren't they? Once you've got one, as you said, it's just a vicious cycle and they just wreck the terrain and take over your body, basically. So with your three stage, with what? That's so funny because I literally did this. Because you, this is the thing, you find things online, don't you? And then you think, yeah. Okay, I'll give that a go. Yeah, that is just yeah. I think everyone must. Well, I found the answer, but then it's not not related to you personally. So you read like someone's blog, and they're like, "I tried this and I healed." So you just yeah, desperate times. <laughs> I know, but it is a learning curve, totally. So with your three step process, starting with detox, what exactly does that look like? You, I know it's probably individual to everyone, but in terms of like nutrition. What's your philosophy when it comes to diet and what does this detox stage, um, what is it comprised of? So for the detox, two things, two areas. We'll firstly be looking at trying to keep, like trying to reduce the amount of toxins coming in. So some foods are toxic to the body, like refined sugar, um, not a fan of coffee, um, a lot of people can't actually handle gluten very well, so that can create a really bad reaction, and people don't haven't you know haven't realised that that is a food issue for them. Cow dairy, commonly, um, so there's certain foods that we'll remove so that we can stop reactions, um, and then there are certain foods that will then put in um, that will then support the body to naturally detoxify. So some of these are often herbs. So like for example, any any time we do any detoxing, we'll always look to support the liver, just because the liver is the key detoxification organ um, I really like milk thistle so I'll often recommend milk thistle um, or there's turmeric which is great because that will help the liver and also reduce inflammation um, burdock root is great for the blood clean up the blood as well as the liver so yeah like you say depending on um, the client there's different things that we can do so it's all about the two the two-way approach of helping the body um, be supported in reducing toxins but also stopping certain 
foods that are going to be creating the inflammatory response and contributing to the toxicity in the body. And then what we do as well um, is follow protocols specific to each alimentary organ. So there's different ways you can cleanse your colon, for example. Um, one of them I recommend on my Instagram is to do a sea salt flush. So you put sea salt in water and it just very quick one and it flushes you through. And all there's like, you know, we can go through it deeper. Again, depending on what's required, um, kidney cleanse, liver cleanse, etc. Um, as well as looking at more um or like you know more like external stuff is what I call it, but like doing lymphatic drainage massage, recommending them having that, dry body brushing, coffee enemas, these things that they can put into their lifestyle that you know, because a colon cleanse is not something you would do every month, it's something that you're doing on your healing journey. But dry body brushing when you're having a shower is something that you could be doing all the time. That I say do that as part of your lifestyle. So it's part of, like I was saying before, trying to make it so that these, you know, my clients can go on and embed these things into their lifestyle long term, as well as doing the short term stuff to help them get back to a position where their bodies can just be naturally detoxing, like we like we can do anyway. Yeah. Would you that rather sense. someone do like? two to three full detoxes like all the stuff um like two to three times a year or not do those kind of um, more complex interventions but do little bits every single day which you think would be the most effective if you're just looking to maintain your health like you consider yourself generally healthy then i personally would recommend once biannually to do like a full the full works um, and then just doing that, the maintenance stuff, like the, the dry body brushing and, and things like that. Um, the more chronically ill you are, the more you're going to need the full works. And again, you'll probably, I would just stay on that journey of doing these things until you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, and then it then gets to, okay, depending on how you've been living. So say like for six months, you've really, you know, you've not been great then you might want to do it once a year, that full works. So it all just depends on your lifestyle, how you're living, how ill you are, what you're trying to achieve. But yeah, generally is what I would say. Yeah, and I've done a lot of things, like do the coffee enemas regularly, because I'm still kind of in the healing phase at the moment. But I've never yeah. done gallbladder flushes. Have you ever done them? Do you recommend them? Yeah, I recommend yeah. them. Um, the only caveat is just no one to go into it cold. Hmm. I get people message me and say, can you tell me how to do a gallbladder flush? And I'm like, I, I that would be really dangerous for me to tell you how to do that and just to go in cold because you could pass a gallstone that is too big to come out. Yeah. Um, you'd have to go to hospital and have that removed. So it's really not advisable. But providing you're doing the work to get to that position, you know, you, you're following a diet where you are breaking those down. You're making sure your colon is clear. You're making sure your kidneys have been detoxed. It always goes colon, kidney, and then liver. So as long as you're doing all the sufficient prep, I think they're amazing. Um, I have taken clients through them, and they all the number one thing they report is more energy. The amount of energy they cannot believe it from just dumping loads of stones, you know, full of like toxins, basically. It just if you can imagine, they can't be like harboring that and carrying that around for years to finally be released of that. It's like a second lease of life. It's yeah. I get really good results from your that. liver's like the battery pack of your body as well. So if that's not functioning well, you can't create energy. You can't process exactly. hormones. You can't get everything out. And I'm I agree with the whole staging of the detox as well. Because if you're going in with these 
like liver detox cleanses and you start reading about gallbladder flushes and just add them in if your bowels are open you're just going to recirculate all of that that stuff back into the system so i'm glad that you mentioned that then your second stage is the cleanse have we kind of touched on that or is that something different yeah yeah touched on that yeah so the first step would be um basically looking at the dietary side of things then we'll be doing all the cleansing and then we'd look at the parasites um i mean when i say three steps it's not really that we do one in isolation Mm. it's more three areas because the parasite cleansing from day one we're doing but we are weaving them throughout the program because we need to make sure we're getting the parasites in their different life cycles um and if we get worms out we need to make sure we then follow up and get the eggs so there's always different things to consider um at the full moon it's much more effective to parasite cleansing because they're easier to remove from the body so we want to time it with that so yeah it's more i look at these three areas when i'm doing the program um but they tend to weave sort of um, you know throughout depending on what we need to do when we need to do it and how we're going to maximize um the healing depending on the time and yeah and and i would say for my clients for every year that you've been symptomatic you need at least one month of healing so that just puts it into perspective if your things are only recent and you've just been kind of on um and not taking care of yourself kind of process then it might be shorter whereas if you've been sick from the moment you were born then it's going to be yeah. a long journey unfortunately and i know it's where i would say it to someone though isn't it i know disheartening mm-hmm. but i mean that is also the, the power of detox because i get so many people come to me and say oh, yeah, i've been following this diet and i've been trying this and i'm not really seeing results i'm not seeing them quickly and i mean diet is quite a, it's, it's not really always enough to be able to heal which is why when you can then incorporate the detoxing and you're able to dump toxins at a quicker level than through diet alone that's when you're going to be able to accelerate your healing results so then hopefully again it all depends on someone's body but sometimes you can yeah you can speed up the healing a little bit yeah because if you've got a chronic infection in your gut but you're eating this perfect organic diet then you're probably not absorbing the majority of it (laughs) you need to clear things out and fully benefit from the nutrients that you're taking in and do you just assume that everyone who you work with has parasites or are there specific symptoms that would lead you to parasites versus yeast and candida versus bacterial overgrowth or do you do any testing no what i do is generally so the things that i when i do parasite cleansing it's a um an approach to all pathogens so what the wellness program in my mind what i'm trying to achieve is to get people to a position so it's a it's trying to reset their body as much as possible with the approaches we're doing and at the end of the 12 weeks that's when i look more specifically um to see okay what has not had results from what we've been doing because most of the pathogens most of the problems tend to be addressed with the various types of cleansing protocols the various types of cleansing that we do so with what's left that's when it's something more specific that's when we need to drill down and then i look more specifically at those symptoms that have been left because it's very difficult when someone comes and they've got you know you could have 50 symptoms for example to try and work out that piece of the puzzle when a lot of people it's very common to have 
poor gut health it's very common because of our environments to be toxic it's very common if you've never parasite cleaned before you'll have parasites so once we've got those out of the way you're then left with five symptoms that can then give you a quite an obvious picture of what's this client specifically now needs and then that's what we can do then that's more of a, a tailored one-on-one i mean i do tailor the program but not as tailored as it would need to drill down to with what's left um and that's then when the approach would change more drastically and i'm guessing a lot of the herbs and things that you use are like antibacterial antifungal antiparasitic what's just like an overview of some of your favorite supplements that you'd add in at these stages um I really, so one of the things actually is quite important to mention is people always say as well that they're on a probiotic and I'm taking probiotics but my gut health is not improving. So one of the products I really like um, is called Kiki Bodybiotics and it's a probiotic that's combined with soil organisms. So it just helps the probiotic actually take hold in the gut. Um, which if you, you know, you've got gut dysbiosis and a really bad state in the gut, putting a probiotic in, I try and give the analogy of if you've got a forest that's on fire and you've got a bucket of water, yes, the water is right, but the bucket isn't going to do anything. Um, and it's like trying to take the probiotic. So that I really love that product. That really helps to then just start making progress on improving the gut. And then from there, we can start looking at the probiotics and even further down the line, the fermented foods that you, that you touched on earlier. Um, I really like olive leaf extract. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. It's an antimicrobial, um, but also really great immune support. And obviously when we're toxic and got parasites, our immune system is suppressed. So it's great to have something where we can support that, but also is helping to reduce any um, overgrowth in the gut. I like, I like turmeric. I think that's just an all-round great herb. Um, a lot of people as well will say to me, I always add powdered turmeric onto my foods. But again, I'll say when you're trying to heal, you need something more bioavailable um, and you also need it combined with black pepper. That will increase its bioavailability. And if you've got poor gut health, you've got poor absorption usually. So you need a liquid. So I always try to recommend liquid herbs so that they're easily absorbed. Um, And it's just much more powerful. The powdered herb is really not going to do a great deal. And and I think this is it. This is just trying to, it's such a small little change from they're already doing the turmeric, they're already trying, it's just having the education to know, instead of using the powder, in this instance, we, we need this liquid with the black pepper. Yeah, um, it's a big difference. Yeah, so yeah, it's just, it's just frustrating that the education isn't widely available for everyone to know this. People are willing you know, to do what it takes to heal, they're just misguided a lot of the time, and the internet is just so conflicting. Um, and let's pick one more. I really like oregano used in the right ways, um, extremely powerful and short term use. I, I think it can do wonders. Oh, I've missed out garlic. I've got to say garlic actually. I think garlic's my number one. <laughs> absolutely. I absolutely love garlic and I, um, I actually say to my followers at the full moon, well, actually all the time, but especially at the full moon, dicing up a garlic, putting it on a spoon and taking that before you go to bed. It's my, my little thing. Mm-hmm. It's great. And then if you really want to take things further, you can put a garlic up your bum as a suppository, which is also, then you're, like, you're attacking the parasites both ends. 
um, and it's really effective if people get um, like insomnia or wake up a lot in the night. And I found that by telling them to do the garlic, they sleep through the night. Because yeah. it's also a great it's immune system. Exactly. And because at night our immune system drops in the early hours, that's when you can then wake up. The parasites are moving because of our suppressed immunity. That garlic can just, you know, it's nature's antibiotic. So it can just help give it that little kick that your body needs to keep you sleeping. So absolutely love garlic. Yeah, that's my, my number one. Big and my fan. friend, even my friend's um, family's Indian. And she was saying, we're talking about parasites, as you do with your friends <laughs> who are in this field. Um, yeah. And she was saying that the best time to take herbs and things is like, I think between 1 and 3 a.m. in the morning. So they would literally tell each other to wake up, set an oh. alarm, because of that immune system being low and the parasites and everything being more active around that time. But most people probably aren't going to follow with that. So your recommendations, your tips sound pretty good. Yeah, before bed it's a bit easier, isn't it, than having exactly. to wake up. But, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I found that really effective. Yeah. What are some other like, symptoms? So you've mentioned, obviously, acne, insomnia, sleep issues, things getting worse maybe around the full moon, digestive symptoms, yeah. I'm guessing, obviously. But what are some ones that people may not think are, like, a bad thing? Like, they've had them, maybe fatigue, like, just common but not yeah. normal symptoms. That's the thing with fatigue. It really could be. It could be toxins or it could be parasites or because of them making the environment change it could be both grinding your teeth at night that's quite common um pain, like chronic pain like joint pains that's another one eczema rashes i've had great success with clients of eczema and parasite cleansing um really quickly as well within weeks they've been on like steroid cream from steroid cream to completely healing within weeks so um i would if someone listening has got eczema i would definitely try doing a parasite cleanse um if someone's been on a holiday and got ill that could be you know that's quite normally an indicator that you could have had a parasite um and if you had food poisoning similarly been to a restaurant and had food poisoning i would always follow that up a parasite cleanse just in case mood swings that's quite common actually as well they can hijack the brain there's a whole book um i can't remember what it's called but there's a whole book on how they can hijack the brain and your emotions so mood swings then as well um I think I, I think I just said meetings in that, but yeah, um, and anemia—they steal your iron. But again, that could also be because of the gut health and the poor absorption. Um, yeah, I think they're the most common ones, really. I and how would, you, how would you tell the difference between like a symptom with fatigue? Is it ninety percent, hundred percent going to be due to these toxins and infections, in your opinion, versus something like a simple? vitamin D deficiency or stress, overworking, not sleeping. But I understand how they could be tied back to the parasites and the things in the first place. Yeah, this is the thing. So I won't ever look to filling nutritional gaps until we've gone through the gut here. This, this is why I do the free, you know, phase approach because if I think there's a deficiency, I still need to make sure the gut's working right before I fill that deficiency in because, again, it'll just be a Band-Aid. So that's when it will come to at the end right we've still got these symptoms that's when we'll look at now it could be a nutritional different nutritional deficiency if we then filled them in you know each time you'll be able to drill down closer and closer to improve your accuracy on on what could be going wrong great and i want to now just talk about some common detox practices that people might have heard of and what your thoughts are if you implement them as well the first one being fasting 
So intermittent fasting or like full day water fasts, um, juice, like juice cleanses as well. Um, any of those that you like? Yeah, I think so juice, um, juice cleansing. I do in my program. We do just two days just to give people an introduction into it. Um, and just teach them how to, to do it in what ways, you know, like even just making up the juices, you know, what ratios, you don't really want like, too much fruit, you want more veg, da, 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 um, what sort of juicer to get, make sure it's masticating juicer, it holds more nutrients, just the education around the juicing. I think it's great. Um, our digestive system uses up so much energy um, and that's energy that we could be using healing. So that's what juicing allows us to do, as well as if you have got poor absorption, because it's in liquid form, you're going to be able to absorb the nutrients from the juicing much easier than trying to break down the food. Water fasting, I think, is incredible. Um, but you've really got to be from a healthy position to do water fasting, or you can make yourself quite sick. Um, and if you, if you start detoxing too fast, you can actually cause yourself cellular damage. So I, I wouldn't personally go into water fasting unless you know what you're doing. But I think juice fasting, just doing, starting with just a morning um, or just a day and seeing how you get on. Like some people will be like, I had so much energy, I felt really amazing. Then great, you know, that's a sign that that's working for you. Whereas some people get really dizzy, get faint, um, you know, get faint headed, are really tired. They might not that be ready for it. So it's all about listening to your body. Um, and intermittent fasting, yeah, that can work really well as well. Um, Especially if you sort of hold off when you're having breakfast, so you then you know utilize the time you've had overnight and then into the morning. Yeah, I think they're all really great ways and can be used. Yeah, in different ways depending on what you're trying to achieve and where you're coming from. One of the products that I've heard you speak about, I've never actually personally used it. I think I sent you a message like, where do I get it in the UK? Uh, would be TRS or the Zeolite oh, product. Yeah. Tell me about the benefits of that. Is that mainly for heavy metals and? aluminium yes. those types of things or would you do that for parasites gut health problems both um in terms of heavy metals and parasites because heavy metals contribute to that bad terrain that environment and they also feed parasites it's a really crucial part of parasite cleansing is looking at the potential for there to be heavy metals um but commonly so i'm part of a group on facebook um and it's called trs dash a safe heavy metals detox and it's commonly used for children because it's very gentle a pregnant woman can use it as well so um it's gentle but very effective and i've seen results on there that for example children who have got speech difficulties or haven't started speaking they start with trs their speech explodes so these potentially are things that have been caused by having these heavy metals um, some suggest maybe from vaccines if there was um, some vaccine damage there that then are able to detox from some of the products from vaccines and are now being able to develop well so children and pregnant women especially but anyone that's just starting out on heavy metal cleansing that is a really great product to use as, as your first port of call because of how gentle and safe it is and mm -hmm. um, because with some heavy metal cleanses you know they can take hold of the heavy metal but not actually get it out of the body and then by moving it around you cause a lot of damage so that's something, especially heavy metals, of all the cleanses, heavy metals is really something that you want to have a practitioner for. Um, apart from TRS, you join that group, there's so much support on there as well. Um, yeah, I would recommend that. Interesting. Sure. So is it just the way that it's been formulated that makes it, is it like liposomal and it kind of just takes longer and it's more gentle rather than 
something. Um, what's the other one? The because people EDTA. Use it. That's yeah, like they use like chlorella a lot, don't yeah. they? I'm not a big fan of chlorella. No, I've not really it. seen it do much, to be honest. No, no, and I just think there is quite a high risk of that one not actually taking it from the body. So you want to make sure that it is being able to do two parts of the job. One part is obviously finding it and the other part is, is safely removing it. Um, yeah, I, TRS is the only one really that I would. And actually, people always ask me if they've got fillings in their mouth, can they use TRS? And they can. Okay, that makes a big difference as well because some of them yeah. you, you can't go near because it's just going to make the issue worse. Amazing, exactly. I'm going to have to give that one a try. I'm like, yeah. I'm, maybe I'll just try follow everything. <laughs> no, exactly, yeah, follow the group because you'll learn so much on there. And what I did is I just, I followed the group for a while first of all. Um, just sort of get you know all all types work of for a while. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> what's happening? Um, yeah, and I, I think I've done about four bottles now, and yeah, that's really great. Amazing. Speaking of things that we've done for our health, what's the craziest craziest thing you've ever done? <sighs> thing is, what we what I know people listening have, is probably like they're not. not they're like, oh, I've done that. Like they gotta look up your bum, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, exactly. That's why I think there's probably not much that can shock your listeners, but um I do make uh, yeah, talk you've reminded me now of the bum thing. Um I make suppositories. So I've got an ice cube tray, bit of shapes, you know, like um okay. oblong. Completely <laughs> 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 shaped. Um and I'll put coconut oil and some essential oils very low dosage because they're mm-hmm. obviously very powerful yeah. um anti-parasitic you know like clove oil turmeric oregano mix it up let it freeze for a couple of hours and then you've got yourself a perfect suppository there that i put in the full moon um when you're doing oral herbs it's quite localized to the gut and depending on what symptoms you have so if you wanted to get to the eyes for example the best way to get to the eyes, they say, is through the bloodstream, and through that is rectally. So, and again, if you want to get into the brain, you would do it rectally. So, where I've done parasite cleansing for a long time, I'm now at a point where I'm like, it's all about rectally for me. So, I'm trying to take it to the next level, and then I can teach others then the next level. So, and I know everyone's thinking, like, what happens when the coconut oil melts or the garlic's in there? Does it? Come it doesn't. In? No. So. No, it doesn't just the garlic. <laughs> it doesn't leak out. Okay. Um, it just stays there, and then when you go to the toilet the next day, it just looks bubbly and frothy down mm. there. It's obviously like the oils as well, um, and the garlic will just come out with your next bowel movement as well. So, no worries there. But if anyone does do it, and I think I need to get this garlic out, just do an enema. Mm. So maybe this is the thing. I am assuming that anyone that's willing to do a suppository has probably already done an enema because enemas are much smaller. Yes. Like the intro into (laughs) any of stuff. (laughs) Exactly, the whole world of (laughs) different animal treatments. (laughs) Yeah, it must be probably the weirdest thing because it's to do with the farm. Everything else, no one thinks weird. Well, if it works, like people, people will do anything if they're desperate. What about um, the yoni pearls? Have you done them? The yoni. Yoni pearls. Yoni pearls. No. You have to share share now. (laughs) I'm thinking this might be a little bit weird as well. It's a little pearl that's made up of various herbs that are good for like um, uterus, your broom area. So you put them 
um, vaginally. Oh, yoni, yoni pearls. Yeah. I mean, these are accents. I can only imagine what people in America are thinking. <laughs> like, what are you guys saying? <laughs> yeah, I think she said like vagina pearls, yoni pearls. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where yoni come from. Yoni is that? Yoni is like the vagina. Oh, is that what it is? Y-O-N-I, yeah. Because they oh, do like yoni. So I've got it all wrong. Yeah, yoni. yoni, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for letting me know. I'm in the world. <laughs> yoni yeah, so, yeah, they do like like vaginal steaming, um, jade yeah. eggs. Um, so I think, I think it will be under that category. I think. So, yeah. But what's that? Just like herbs that you insert vaginally? Yeah, so it's just like a little um, ball, like a little mesh ball that holds it all in, and it's got a string like you with a tampon. So you put that in, leave it for a day, um, then pull it out, then leave a day, because people think that when you pull it out, that's when you're going to get gunk and whatever come out. It's not. You'll literally be going about your day, doing whatever, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, I feel something. And then there might be stuff there. Right. Have you ever seen any parasites or worms personally or i'm sure you've had pictures sent to you by what, like general yeah, parasites. no anything i have heard of like worms coming out of noses vaginas mm-hmm. eyes like yeah, oh I couldn't, I couldn't deal with eyes <laughs> that would be horrendous wouldn't it no, like little lovely. stringy they're not like huge yeah. worms obviously like little stringy things yeah. I'll be petrified. The fact they're in my eyes. It's mm-hmm. very scary, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot, a lot of worms. Um, I mean clients and non-clients. Once you become someone that's into parasite cleansing, people are very yeah. happy to share their thoughts. <laughs> that's like all that's on your phone, your phone library, your yeah. laptop, just parasites, parasites. Riddled. Yes. <laughs> Riddled with parasites. Yeah, I look up my inbox sometimes. No warning. A worm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They've been eating my dinner. Um, I've actually put on my website, on the reviews page, at the bottom I've got a gallery of okay. worms. So, because some people just really love to see that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So if you do, yeah, they can head there and... Yeah, just to prepare yourself. If you're new to all of this and you just want to know what potentially to expect, I know that some people don't see anything, but it's still working. Um, so that might be good. Maybe not around meal times for people to go and no. look. So I'll go. I'll link that in the episode show notes. But Especially I, with spaghetti. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> lovely. <laughs> so I want to finish up now, Jade, with just a few more questions about you personally. So the first one is: What's one herb, nutrient, product, supplement, anything that you just couldn't live without? Um, I. It, it always changes because you get you find something new don't you and then you're absolutely loving it and then it, and the thing at the moment is i'm loving lavender essential oil because my friends told me that you can just put one drop on your hand rub your hands together and then you just mm-hmm. breathe it in before bed and it knocks you out i'm absolutely loving that right now um but there are so many but that's yeah that's the thing for the moment any brands that you like for essential oils I use doTERRA mm-hmm. personally. Um, I've heard doTERRA and Young Living tend to be the best too. So yeah, I think I prefer those probably. Just making Perfect. sure you ingest them. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I tell clients, you know, you can do this with them, you can do that. And then they show me a picture of one they've got from the local health shop. I'm like, please do not start ingesting that. Oh, God. Nope. If, unless you want to burn your insides. I know. <laughs> scary. 
Is there a book or a resource on the subject of parasites, detoxification, that you want to recommend to the listeners? Do you know what? There's a really big lack of parasite books. You need to write one. I know, I'm just writing it. Um, it's not, there's not any, I mean, there is one actually that was quite good, but I really can't remember what it's called now because I've, I've got them before and I've read them and I'm like, it's not really, oh, I'll have to have a look. Um, basically, it's a clonic hydrotherapist who's written a book because of all the parasites that he was seeing come out of his clients. He couldn't believe it. And he, at the first one, he was like, okay, maybe they just, you know, have been to third world countries and they're riddled. It was so common. He was thinking, actually, do you know what? I think this could be something that everyone's got inside of them and they don't realise. And so he went on to write a book. And that one's probably the best one. I will, what I'll do yeah, is I'll- send um, me a message and I'll include yeah. it in the show notes for everyone. Yeah, I'll let you know, because that's quite a good one. Great. And then what's one thing that you do daily to stay in hormonal harmony? Hormonal harmony. I always support my liver. Mm-hmm. I take a liver herb every morning. Um, I make a cocktail, basically. So I make a cocktail before bed. That I'll then have Not on my the nose. alcoholic type. No, unfortunately not. No, that would be good for my liver, would it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I wake up and the first thing I do then is have my morning cocktail with like my herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'll always have a liver herb. Um, like you were saying before, the liver is so important for hormones, you know, breaking down excess hormones, etc. So yeah, I will rotate between, I, I pretty much touch on the earlier, but the milk thistle or turmeric or burdock root, um, glucerium, actually I really like that one too. Um, and that's the thing with herbs, rotation is key to keep them being effective. So yeah. Yeah, you have to keep your body guessing. Exactly. Indeed. And then very last question, Jade, is where can people find more from you online? So your program, um, I know you're big on social media and you're really active on there. So tell us where they can find you. Yeah, the main place I hang out is on Instagram, which is at the wellness program. Um, but it's program double M E at the end. Because I know in America, yeah. it's but it's allowing to be specific. Um, and my website is thewellnessprogram.com. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been great. And I, again, love chatting with more local people to me even though you're in london or around london that's still local <laughs> yeah no yeah for sure and like you say i don't think there are many of us in the uk really mm-hmm. hopefully uh, we'll doing... inspire some people to and uh, there's a lot of uk listeners and i know that some people are um, interested in starting to study from hearing and like going through their own process similar to what we did so yeah oh. hopefully this has inspired some people and hopefully some parasite cleanses will be will be started hope so yeah i want to spread the word about parasites for sure i really hope you enjoyed this episode if you did and you would love a free copy of my hormone friendly recipes guide please leave me a rating and review and i will email you a copy as a thank you gift all you need to do is screenshot your rating and review and send it to me at hormonesinharmony at gmail.com this guide contains delicious gluten dairy grain and refined sugar-free recipes and all the meals contain specific hormone superfoods Don't worry, there are no boring salad recipes included. Come and say hi over on Instagram at Viva Natural Health as I share a ton of free content every day and you can get to know more about me and how I stay hormonally healthy. If you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for my blog and many free guides which cover everything from clearing acne to gut health and hair loss. 
If you're ready to identify and address the root causes of your hormonal issues, whether that's acne, PMS, PCOS, hair loss, or problematic periods, take that first step today and apply for an enrollment call on my website. We'll use this call to discuss the steps that you need to take in order to achieve hormonal harmony and how I could help you get there. See you back here next week for another episode.